Hey guys, welcome back to another World Audiobook special bonus episode coming out midweek here for you. I'm so happy and excited to be presenting another podcast. This is Love's Weaving Hand. The book is called Matchmaker, and uh, this is from a lady named Anne-Marie, who I have gotten to know a little bit over the last uh, couple weeks, and I'm just so excited to be bringing this to you. Uh, It's another podcast that if you enjoy audiobooks, I think you're going to love her podcast. She's always putting out great content. It's actually books that she's written herself, so uh, definitely worth uh, checking out worth subscribing and uh yeah just really a great podcast i know I, I love podcasts overall but it's really hard to find new podcasts that i know that i'm gonna like so that's why i'm so excited when i find book, uh, podcasts like Anne marie's where i'm able to refer you over to hers um what i f- did find is that you can use the links in the show notes or if you just want to search in your podcast player search for l w h series audiobooks Again, that's LWH series audiobooks. If you check, uh, if you search for that in your podcast player, her show will come right up. And I definitely recommend you subscribe. After you listen to this, I'm sure you're going to go ahead and subscribe. Uh, leave a review. Let her know you came from Another World Audiobooks. Uh, it's just really awesome to be able to encourage other podcasters in that way. So check it out. Again, that's LWH series audiobooks. And I will put all the show notes in, or all the links in the show notes um, so that you can click directly over there. And uh, again, just let Amory know that you came from Another World Audiobooks. And uh, yeah, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this little sample of Matchmaker. Welcome to season two of the LWH series audiobooks podcast. Book two was an unexpected book. I had no inkling about writing this book until I took a challenge by Libby Hawker. She challenged people like myself, who are pantsers, to outline our next book. Pantsers are people who write novels by the seat of their pants, and that was me. So the challenge I took was in her book called Take Off Your Pants. I decided to take on the challenge, but I had no idea what I would write about. By this time, I was still doing some final touches on the first book of the series, and I didn't want to get distracted into some other writing project. Then it hit me. I asked myself, why in the world was Galena Tyndale attempting to matchmake Robert Gall with Abigail Allison? And to tell you the truth, I had no real idea. So I thought this would be an interesting outline. And as Libby explained, an outline helps to get your book completed in minimal time. Within 60 days, I completed Matchmaker. The book turned out so well, I had to include it in the series. In a way, Matchmaker is a parallel story to The King's Daughter because it takes place about the same time. But technically, Matchmaker begins a year prior to Nana Abigail and Grace's arrival. Even if you have read or listened to the first book, you will be blessed to know Galena's detailed journey. And... You will also have a greater appreciation for this woman who became a lead character in the Love's Weaving Hand series. I know I did. Hello, I'm Anne-Marie Moore, author of the Love's Weaving Hand series books. I would like to welcome you to the LWH series audiobooks podcast. Here, you can listen to the audio version of my books. It is my hope that this series will encourage every woman to know true love. This is a nine-book series, and I will be your narrator for book two, Matchmaker. Chapter 1 Island Nation, 
1828, Main Island. Galena sat restlessly, clasping her hands as she listened intently to her best friend's raspy breathing. She didn't want to wake her friend and face the reality of what was happening. Oh, the look on Robert's face when he came to her house. She knew Clara was dying. She's calling for you. Galena's heart wanted to break for this man who would soon bury his pregnant wife. We've all said our goodbyes. He dropped his gaze downward. But she insists on seeing you. Her body became numb and the knot in her throat made it difficult for her to swallow. She nodded and followed Robert in silence. Each step was agonizing the closer they approached the Gall home. He led her to the back door of Gall General and opened the door to give her the right away. But her feet would not move. Are you all right? His voice gentled. I want to remember Clara the way she was. Her heart cried. She looked up at Robert. How she loved this man more than life itself. It doesn't make sense. Robert's concern grew, and his lack of sleep since Clara turned for the worse several weeks ago was evident. Despite her hesitation, she made it to her friend's bedside. Galena's hands turned ghostly white from holding them tightly. She glanced at Clara as a tear slipped down. Why? She whispered through gritted teeth. Clara fluttered her eyes and turned in her direction. Galena? Her breathing was heavy, and she barely had the strength to lift her hand in Galena's direction. I'm here. Galena took her hand and could feel the life of her friend slipping away. You keep remembering what I told you about God's love, Clara said with much difficulty. I don't think... Heaven will be the same without you, and I hope to see you there someday. She coughed violently. The traces of blood in her mouth made Galena wince. What kind of God would allow this suffering? Bitterness rose in her heart, and she turned away from the horrible sight of her friend's suffering. Water. Galena barely heard but she quickly turned to reach for the glass on the small table by the bed. Clara sipped the liquid the best she could, then beckoned Galena to draw near. Galena held her tears as her friend struggled to speak. It's been said that a man can only truly love once in a lifetime. She took a few breaths, then smiled at Galena. But I believe... It can happen again. Galena furrowed her brow, trying to understand what she was saying. She felt Clara slipping and gripped her hand tighter. Promise. My last request. Galena's heart sank. She nodded, but no words would come. When I'm gone, marry Robert. She let go of Clara's hand, sat up in the chair, and stared straight ahead. What kind of request is this? She turned and saw that Clara was still and no longer breathing. No, no, no! She patted her hand, then reached for her face. But it was no use. She embraced her dead friend. Why would you ever ask me such a thing? Robert can only love you. He's my friend. And now, how can I face him and the children? After a long while, she sat up and wiped her tears. She stood reached for the doorknob, and made her way downstairs in a complete daze.
She turned towards the kitchen and saw 15-year-old Jennifer and 9-year-old Tom sitting at the table. The sad look on their faces wrenched her heart. She did not want to cry, but upon seeing the children, tears streamed down her face. Robert turned to Galena. She dared not look in his direction and looked straight ahead instead. She's gone, Galena said. Jennifer was the first to burst into tears. Oh, Mama. Her cry for her mother stabbed Galena. Tom wiped his tears that trickled near his nose with his sleeve. He tried to be brave, but the hurt in his eyes for his mother was clear. Robert reached out for his daughter, who immediately rose and buried her face in his chest. Tom, Robert called. Come here, son. Tom rose and ran to embrace his father. Galena watched the three of them plunge into sorrow. She felt her own face damp with tears and dabbed them with her fingertips. For a few moments, time stood still, enveloping them all in darkness. Clara died, and with her went all the joy they all once shared. Robert gave Tom instructions to get the wagon ready, another stab to Galena's heart. Could death not wait before taking Clara to the grave? Jennifer followed Tom out the back door. Robert walked in her direction, offering his handkerchief. She took it and wiped away the rest of the tears. I suppose we will continue as planned, she said dryly. Yes, we'll bring Clara's body to your home for the villagers to pay respects. By morning, we will bury her. He looked down, then back at her. I'm sorry. This is not your fault, Robert. She wondered how much of his own pain he was holding back. No, but she was your best friend. He reached his hands towards her to embrace her. I've got to go. She rushed out. He followed her through the store, and she barely caught sight of him standing in the front doorway as she made her way home. Galena held her father's hand as villagers entered their home. First, they would greet the Gall family. Then they passed by Clara's lifeless body before reaching her. She turned to see Clara's body. Even the baby inside her no longer protruded from her belly, and she hated how raw death was to her at that moment. The thought made her hold her father's hand tighter. She was like a sister to you. Nancy broke Galena's thoughts as she patted her hand. Galena nodded, and her mind answered, Yes, she was. I could tell Clara anything. And she did. She watched Robert standing strong, though she could tell he was hurting. Why, oh why, had Clara made such a request? As a friend, she could have been a comfort to him. But now, she felt distant, even from the children who endearingly called her Aunt Galena. Tears stung as she recalled when Tom spoke to her before villagers came to pay their respects. Aunt Galena? She turned with a hot look in her eyes. Never call me by that name anymore. Tom blinked, then nodded. Yes, ma'am. Miss Galena is what you will call me from now on. He nodded again, and his eyes glistened as he walked away, not mentioning his request. We will miss her. Beatrice's voice interrupted Galena's thoughts. Yes, Galena said. Did word ever reach her brothers? Beatrice asked. I don't know. They were out at sea and not expected for several months. If they return, Beatrice added. She raised her head and walked on.
Sadness assailed her as she knew the Gaul children lost a mother and possibly uncles who would never visit as so long as Robert was alive. And now there was this impenetrable wall between them. She loved the Gaul family, but she could not draw any closer to them, not when Clara's request haunted her with fear. Once the villagers trickled off late into the night, Galena stood. Her father squeezed her hand, giving her a tender smile. She forced a smile back leaned down to kiss her father's cheek, then made her way outside to the porch to catch some fresh air. The night air was chilly, and the darkness enveloped the surrounding of her home in the moonless night. She heard footsteps coming near her, but she did not turn to see. How are you doing? Robert's voice was gentle and low. I'm not sure. Galena kept looking out into the darkness, where even the usual night creatures seemed to be silent on this day of death. She heard him take a step towards her. Have you ever thought... How life has a tendency to appear like one big joke. She held herself cross-armed. He stood next to her and leaned his hands on the porch banister. I can't understand why Clara would want to believe in that foreign god. She did not hide her bitter tone. Our nation prides itself in its own higher powers. Fior never captivated Clara's heart like Jesus Christ. A foreign god, Robert, brought by missionaries. They were old people, filled with tales from their own land and... Clara believed them, Robert added. She said this Jesus was a loving God, a God that grants you peace. But since she became a believer, I have seen nothing but suffering in her life. Who wants a God like that? I don't understand it myself, but I wish I could. All I wish is that none of this would have ever happened. You, Clara, and the children were so happy. Jennifer couldn't wait to meet her little sister... Clara and I were certain she would treat the baby as... She stopped herself when she felt him place his hands on her shoulder. His touch made her shudder. Galena, he whispered, what happened when you went to see Clara? The question surprised her, for Robert was not one to pry. Why do you ask? You were so grieved. I thought maybe I, I could comfort you. I know how you loved Clara. He held both her shoulders. I'm sure you miss her. Galena could barely make out Robert's features in the dark. When I'm gone, marry Robert. Clara's words came to mind. No. She shook her head. I can't. She turned her body away and slipped out of his hands. What is it? He attempted to reach his hands towards her, but she moved further. I can't think of Clara. Not now. Never. I just want to remember her the way we were. But you can't ignore the reality that she's gone. And I know it grieves you. I'm still your friend, Galena. I want you to know I am here for you. He placed his hand on her arm. She shook it off. Please, Robert, I don't want to talk about this any further. She turned her back. Just leave me alone. Silence fell between them, and she heard his footsteps fade back inside. She put her hand to her mouth to keep herself from crying aloud. How could I treat him like this? He's suffering too. Yet, she refused to allow the wall to come down. If you would like to get this book and other books of the Love's Weaving Hands series, please visit lwhseries.com.
Love's Weaving Hands series books and audios are copyright by Living Faith Publishing, LLC. Once again, a huge thank you to Anne-Marie for sharing her talents with us. It's, it's, uh, it's a big deal to uh, let somebody else publish your work on their podcast um, and, uh, when you have your own podcast. So thank you, Anne-Marie, for that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please make sure to you know, share it. Tell other people about this podcast. Tell them about Love's Weaving Hand and uh, Anne-Marie's podcast. Spread the word. It's uh, just so helpful for creatives that are putting out awesome stuff like this for free and uh, just hoping that you enjoy it. So make sure to check that out. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back on Sunday with another chapter of The Jungle Book. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I just really, really appreciate it.